odd things I wanted to talk about is suicide, which a lot of people are struggling with, whether it's the idea of suicide or have lost someone to suicide. I've lost people to suicide. I've lost loved ones to suicide. I've lost people to murder. I also have a brain disorder where I don't actually have an identity. It, that's why my name's random. Like I see like just all that aside, I feel like that's chemically responsible for how I perceive life in terms of suicide. And I think throughout the history of time, everyone who's ever killed themselves or wanted to is based on control. Like they've wanted to control a situation in life or they wanted to take control. And I feel like that's all suicide to like end the suffering and pain is just to want to control the situation. And with my mental illness and stuff, sometimes I feel like just wanting to control that with my illness and how I perceive life of whether it's predetermined or not. Sometimes I want to control that, but I feel like that's everyone's reason for killing themselves is just wanting to feel like they have control or to take control of the situation. So I feel like it's not so much that the whole planet or a lot of the planet is suicidal and suffering. It's that they're in situations that they feel like they can't control because if they could have God mode, like they became God and they could become invincible or fly or have every power or make the world in their design, I don't think they would be suicidal anymore. Uh, just the same thing that you and I have always discussed whenever we've felt suicidal is we are concerned that we would just end up back here having to start it all over. And if you think of it that way, it makes you not want to do it. But then it just makes you afraid to die. Well, because you're like, not oh, my God, if I get in a car and this bus hits me, then I'm going to end up in fucking middle school again. I mean, yeah, but you can't control whether you get hit by a bus as well. I mean, you can't avoid being on your phone as you're walking through the street. Yeah. But but if you are making the conscious choice to put a gun to your head and you know there's a good possibility that you're going to be back in middle school again, well, that makes you think twice. But would you have the knowledge of all the things? you Like if I put a gun on my head, shoot it, and I become 14, but with all the knowledge, I would take over. I, would I know. become fucking Donald Trump. But I, I, like, I would own the fucking world and then have everyone as my slaves. Well, yeah, of course, I would invest in Bitcoin. But the point is that we're supposed to think of it like, well, what if we don't know? We literally have to start over and hope that we figure it out better. But that's where I realized like part of my schizophrenia and PTSD stops me from killing myself. Like it's crazy delusional to think that I have a purpose or that I'm supposed to be alive because I mean something to the world. But that will keep me alive. Like, I have to record this music album and put it out to the world. I've told you that many times. The only reason I haven't killed myself is I have to put out my fourth comedy album or some shit like that, which mm -hmm. is delusional as fuck, and it's crazy, but that's just what it is. And it's like, I'm just going through a lot of suffering in terms of like weighing the pros and cons of my life because life is how you look at it. You could look at life through any different perception. Like there's people with horrible lives that look at it as like a gift from God. And then there's people with amazing lives who just can't see it. Reality is all in perception based on the chemicals that you're feeling. Like if you're feeling good, it doesn't matter where you are. There's people who've never felt holy and more loved than like in prison for a triple murder. And there's people who've never felt in a more mental hell with all the money and all the love and adoration in the world. So it's like, it's all in how you see life. 
but it becomes like a kaleidoscope of is it good or is it bad? And to me, I'm looking at it as what I control versus what I accept in life. And I feel like that's what everyone who's ever been suicidal has looked at it is, is just taking control of a situation they feel like they have no control over. Yeah, I guess that's one way of looking at it. But I, I don't know. I think that's more of a you way of looking at it because you're the one always talking about needing control and not having control and that fucking your whole life up. I think most people just look at it as they're in so much pain. I mean, for me... But the, why can't they tolerate the pain if not wanting to take control of it? Like, well, why that, not just live with the pain? That's like the subtext of it. But the truth is, for me, it was the few times that I felt that way. It was just the pain. It was like I was in flames and I was burning and I couldn't handle the pain yeah. anymore. It wasn't I, my brain didn't even go to, well, if I could just get control of the pain. That's like if you're burning and yeah, a fire, again, again, you're not going, how can I put out the fire? You're but, just you're but so if you ready. Kill yourself, to just, that is taking away the flames. It's just yeah. tossing it into the ether of unknown. But th that's another thing I wanted to bring up is the people that I did know that I love very closely. It not only affected me for life. I'm not trying to lay the guilt on people who are suicidal out there, but to encourage you not to. Like, I don't want to even promote the idea that it's... But I, I feel like I'm meant to say these things because people are afraid to think them or say them out loud. So, like, I say it, and it's a breath of release. Yes, it's okay to feel suicidal. Just don't hurt anyone or don't hurt yourself. It's okay to just want to kill yourself and want to die. It's okay to wonder what's on the other side, purely just for fun. So it's okay. Don't feel like you're fucked up just for feeling that way. Just let the feelings flow through you. But it's also well, you, just... The, the one, there was a really only two or three times in my life where I was seriously feeling that way. Yeah. And you gave me excellent advice during that. Yeah. Do you remember what you said? No. What did I say? You said, just imagine this as a storm and there's a cloud over yeah. top of you right now. And you like held my hand and I was sitting in a bathtub. Yeah. And you said, this storm is going to clear. The cloud is going to go away and you're not going to feel like this at some point. I don't know how long it's going to take, but it's going to go away. And it really resonated with me. Yeah. To just imagine all the things you're feeling as exterior, because if you're feeling emotional angst or sorrow or panic... Like, you don't attribute that to the exterior. You're like, oh, my God, I'm feeling all these horrible things. But imagine if it's just like it's raining outside or it's lightning. You don't attribute that lightning and thunder and rain or snow to yourself. So if you just kind of look at your emotions that way, is they're just outside forces that you're going through. Like, if you're walking through on a ride or you go through a field of bubbles or, like, trees hit your face, just imagine your suicidal feelings like that. Yeah. <laughs> That that works. a funny way to look at it, but it's just because I have an undefined purpose. I was remembering something you wrote to me that you said I wrote to you long ago that if I'm not someone who is influential or could help the world to better, like if I'm not some savior figure, I don't want to be alive. And you mm -hmm. said that's fucking crazy. And then I realized like as I matured that it is fucking crazy, but I also just feel like like, I love, I know that sounds crazy because I say I hate the world, want to genocide everyone, but I also love the world so much. I want to see the highest potential of everyone. I wish I could raise everyone up. So it's like to get like a feedback of just apathy from the world or carelessness. It's like, I love the world. I want them to do so good. 
I wish I could die for this world. I wish everyone could be better and to feel nothing back. Like it's like being in love with someone. It's like I'm in love with life and I'm deeply in love. I'll give my heart. I'll Van Gogh my ear hear life and life's like, meh, I don't not even hate, not even just nothing. Like I mean nothing to this, all the touring, all the albums, all the singing to God, all the rapping all the lyrics all the energy all the time all the effort because that's what love is your passion it's what you put your time and energy towards and it's like i'm putting it all into life and to feel like nothing has come back is just like i mean nothing to this fucking world and it just it's disappointing to and i know that's egotistical to want to mean something to this world because you know god or the universe we're in places for reasons which is what people believe but it's like and I know I'm in a really great position in a first world for now country and not, you know, financial issues, but health issues and stuff like that. Like I'm not fighting gunfire every day. I was as a teenager in my 20s, but not now. But like, it's good. So I recognize I sit on a throne uh, on top of a castle where I have a nice bed. I have intelligence. I have the ability to make finances for myself. I have creativity. I have food and you know what I mean? I have the medication for my issues. So it's like, technically I'm good. I'm set. I've reached the peak of like the animal food chain in survival. Like I know it seems like I have this big thought bubble above my head and I would like that not to be the case. I've published books and books of just crazed thoughts and ideas that come to me every day since I've been a kid but it's like just trying to be that purpose in the world while feeling like I mean nothing to life and it's not on a it like I know it's an egotistical level but it's also like non-egotistical that like my spirit like it's like my essence means nothing then I shouldn't be here you know what I mean like if I don't fit in in every fucking place it's like if you go to a club and you've been to a thousand clubs and it's just not your vibe. It's like, do you keep seeking the place that is your vibe? Yes. Or like, how do you know your vibe is just not? Yes, you keep seeking the place that is your vibe. But everything changes. Like, yeah, and then hopefully you'll run into it. You might be 50, but who, ca- you know, who but cares? But isn't that fate? Do I have control or am I just destined to walk this planet an anonymous fucking nameless savior? A non-savior? A, la- a anti-messiah? Because I never became a great figure to say things to save the world. Why is it so important to you that you save the world? Because I love the world. But it's not your job. I know it's not, but it just feels like it. And selfishly for me, because it would bring fulfillment to me if I could make the world a better place than when I was brought into it. But maybe, you know, just by doing silly little things that make people laugh or make people happy maybe you're helping someone right now we're talking about suicide maybe there was someone who was suicidal and then they listen to this and then they feel better just be happy about that yeah i'm starting a new wave in stand-up comedy because the whole thing of comedy is self-deprecating and diminishing and i want to be uplifting and people think it's ironic but like Like, let's say there's some really overweight short guy, right? Who looks ugly, pimply face and everything, weird hair. And everyone goes, oh, no girl's ever going to like him. I'm like, he's probably the best player ever. And people think, oh, you're being ironic. You're mocking him. But it's like, no, I want to put that energy into it just because fuck it. If comedy is hilarity and silliness and jumping around, why not raise everyone up? 
Like, why diminish it to, oh, they're this person, oh, this. Like, the comedy I've recognized, it's like, because I'm not in the politically correct, because I know they ride that wave a little bit, the non-PC comedy seems to just be diminishing. It's just like a bunch of insecure fucks trying to tear each other down. And I'm like, what if we just lift each other up? Like, we make jokes, but they're in the narrative of this person being better than they actually are. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, That's my I mean, revolution. I think as long as we can spread joy through positivity and also be funny then that's great. But it's like a lot of comedy, like the joy comes from negativity, like mocking someone at someone's expense, like, oh, you failure, you fucking suck. Like that's the basic punchline of every non, like edgy comic, you know? Yeah. They all suck. They should be destroyed. I don't spend too much time thinking about my purpose in life. I know. I know. I think I know a the lot things... of people don't. I feel no, like I... I know I'm in the minority of that. But like what I was saying is it's like if I just keep going to clubs and it just seems like it's just not working. I mean, clubs is in a metaphor for life. It's like, where do I belong in this galaxy, if anywhere? Like, what if my being is just like I did something fucked up in a past life? So everything is meant to just be. Uh, I met at someone at the wrong time. Like our relationship, we met at the wrong time. So it's like we're always on different pages. What if that's supposed to be just my career and my aspirations and my spiritual beliefs, like my mental state is? So it's like, what if that's just supposed to be my life? I, I don't know. I think the way that you constantly talking about not fitting in or what is your purpose or why can't you save the world or this and that, it just comes across... It comes across to other people like very self-masturbatory. It comes across like you just think that you should be thinking about your purpose more than the average person does. No, I just do because I don't want to get it wrong because I feel like I'm just getting it wrong. But most of us just go through life getting it wrong and going, fuck it. I know, but I don't, this comes down to, I don't want to do this life over. That's a fear I have. So you feel like if you don't get it right, you're going to have to do it over. Yes. And the majority of the world doesn't feel that fucking way. I don't feel that way. I I have a sick paranoia that I'm living life wrong. Mm. And it caused me to do weird fucked up shit. We were on a comedy tour in Europe and I found a way to get on a cruise to go to Malta, which is an island between Africa and Europe. And do you remember we then took like a two hour bus ride mm-hmm. and then we took an Uber to touch ancient runes. Yeah. Remember from like eight, what was it? Like 10, 20,000 years ago because I believed I would gain some wisdom. I did that because I literally believed. I've like, seen you do so much stuff like that. Like only eat vanilla ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> but like that's- He thought if he only ate vanilla ice cream, it I would know. make him more vanilla in bed. No, but like <laughs> that's so funny. No, but like I remember telling my mom that story. I know it's like that it's is hilarious. Cute, but it's like no, but not, he was dead serious. No, but that's what I'm saying. It's not as crazy. Like, do you realize that you are sitting next to and in love with and in a relationship with someone who will be in Europe, then get on a cruise, then go to an island near North Africa to touch ancient runes to possibly gain some kind of wisdom on how to live life because they're so terrified of living life wrong. I do know that about you. I've that's scary. I've, I. You know, it's just a quirk you have. That's, you know, he needs to just go to, you know. But it's everlasting. Islands off of the coast of Like how many times it's like. Who doesn't need to go to occasionally? If we, but that's the thing is, I don't think anyone could truly believe that that is real, except when you experience it. And I feel like it's a lose-lose with me is people either think it's a gimmick or they find out it's real and they're just like skeeved out by it. Well, like six like, days later, you were 
doing stand-up at Auschwitz. Why? <laughs> Why? I, I don't know. You tell me. The same fucking reason. Same thinking I'll get some ancient wisdom on how to live life right. You're going to exhaust people because then they're going to be like, fuck, do I need to go to Auschwitz and Malta? But then like, that's what I'm saying is like, I think like I isolate myself from you. I just stay in my apartment and I only perform on stage because it's like this stage is like a metaphor for the, you know, how they have the bars where like in crowds, it's like a metaphor for I have this crazy exhausting energy that people need to be 10 feet away and have bars between and then they can cheer for me. That's the only way I can interact with humanity. It's the only way that feels natural to me is being on stage and there's a couple thousand, maybe a thousand people in the audience. The most I've ever played to is like 500. But it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It felt so like this is what's supposed to be for like 30 minutes, just energy and craziness and exhaustingness. And it's like to not have that anymore, to perform for a bar of like 18 people. It just builds and builds. So it's like I would be doing the world a favor of just like, like, I just, I'm a, like, I mean, humanity's all leeches in terms of not having things in flaws, so they suck off of other people's brokenness like vultures, but it's, like, the fact that I am exhausting to be around. Like, even wanting to call this podcast The Midnight Hour with Lizzie and Random, I didn't want to do that because I didn't want my fucked up circadian rhythm to affect you. Like, I don't want my n- exhaustingness to affect people. Like, that's a sickness in me that I hate. Okay, well, it probably already has so far in this podcast. So here's what you can do. Talk to the guy who works at 7-Eleven who's yeah. never thought, oh, I need to go to fucking island off of Africa and okay. touch ancient ruins. But now this yeah. guy's got me all fucked up thinking like, do I need to go rub the Doritos? What do I do? You tell him what to do and you uninfect him with your bullshit. All right, th- there you go. Um, I tattooed a crazed smiley face and the end during a court thing when police were pointing guns at me. Police have pointed guns at me a few times in the last few years. So don't listen to my advice. (laughs) Obviously, it's not. Obviously, it's not working. If I had to go to court in 2018 for three different things, two of them being professional and comedy related, one being business, one being an FBI investigation, one being I was a paramour in someone's relationship, another being... Some charges that I was acting as my own lawyer, but it's like, and then the amount of confrontations that we could never put in the documentary. I'm just saying, this is not the guy you listen to. This is the caution. I, that's what it is. I want to be the hero to people. I want to be like the Batman, but what I really am is like the crazy guy in the movie Batman where they're like, oh, I don't want to end up like that fucking guy. So thinking too much about life, that's how Mark Random ended up there. That's, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to overthink it. All right, that helps. There's the message. The guy at 7-Eleven, you are doing great. If you feel good about yourself, you are crushing it. Your girlfriend loves you. She's definitely not sleeping with other people. And I mean, don't go too far in the other direction. The baby's definitely yours. Don't worry about the paternity (laughs) results. Don't let your family pressure you into things. I think that's what it is. When I was a kid, I had this need to like break out of the box of like... I thought everything, everything, I can see the propaganda in everything. Left wing, right wing, middle, center, above, conspiracy. I see it all. And it's like, I just want to move beyond it. But it's like in moving beyond, like in a fourth, fifth dimensional, I'm with physicists and like just people who take acid every day and PCP and sex workers for some reason. They have some connection. Maybe taking a thousand dicks brings you to the fourth dimension. I don't know. But it's like, just craziness like crazy begets crazy is what it is and i just i recognize 
I thought of this is because I lived lived a lot of my life alone that I just attracted very crazy experiences. Like I do attract the crazy satanic orgy that I know that's a hack premise that people encounter like once in their life. That's like a Wednesday morning for me, but it's just more so because I think that broken frequency and also I'm susceptible because I'm seeking answers. Like if someone says we're from the ancient like Dharma religion and we do these practices, would you like to drive five miles on a bus or five hours on a bus to Ohio and we can teach you? I'm like, hell yeah, I'm in. Like, that's, I know. So my seeking knowledge has fucked my whole life up by ending up at these dead end roads of like, wicking cults and shit like that and used to shame me for scientology you remember i flew to los angeles lived out of a motel for two months i joined scientology i performed a couple of shows i joined an improv group i tried to be a euthanasia doctor i did acting auditions i may have done some adult stuff and i met up with some crackheads and stuff and then a musician and then had a couple of label meetings and then tried to off myself because i was on (laughs) seroquel But I used to shame you because what? Because I would seek knowledge from Uber drivers. A lot of them are really interesting and they had a lot of perspective on life and spiritual advice. And you'd be like, stop doing that. Stop asking strangers. You, you knew you knew what you were doing. I was looking for advice no, on the world. Yes, I was. No, you were looking for confirmation bias based on your situation. No. Because you wanted... All right. Nope. It's like... That's it's like, not what it was. If I get an Uber driver and she's a decent looking 20 year old and I go, you know, I have a big dick, but chicks... I don't know if they like sucking it. They're confused. What do you think? There's a confirmation bias going on there. Yeah, we don't like sucking big ones. It's gagging. I have micro PP. Yeah, those are better. It all translates to sex. That's the only way I can relate to the. What if that's why I'm such a sexual deviant? Is I feel like that's the only way I can relate to everyone else. It's like, hey, all the people in the world. I know you don't give a shit about the fucking fourth dimension or the Mark Random paradox, where I feel like energy both is positive and negative and neutral and a duality and and paradox at the same time. The fourth to fifth dimension glitch that I'm writing a book about, but. I love putting my dick in chicks, right? So you know what I mean? That's like, it's such like a hack premise. Like I eat, I don't even eat food like regular people do. I don't sleep like regular people do. I don't live in places like regular people but do. But there's nothing wrong with that. And and you... No, but I'm saying is maybe that I'm just saying my sex nature to talk about sex openly is like, that's my only relation to humanity. And is even they that like is really sex. not normal. It, it'll become normal. All those fucking crazy... Every radical group, left and right, all, you know. But I don't want to talk about sex this podcast. Okay. I didn't bring it up. You say that, you know, you attract crazy. You attract these people. I do. But you've said that to me. You've said that to me when we're on vacation and, and you're like, Does, are you always having near-death experiences every time you go on vacation? I'm like, as a matter of fact, yeah. I almost died in a train fire in Italy. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, like, I got a list. I almost crashed in Brazil on an airplane. Yeah, we almost got stranded in a monsoon. We almost died in a hike. But that was a definite near death experience. We really did. A den of people with all the lists of people that they killed because they were meth dealers. That's near death. That wasn't on vacation, though. No, 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 no. That was. I'm talking about. There's two times. Oh, right, right. How many times do you end up in a meth den with a bunch of people with guns? Twice. The fucking cab driver who had Uzis in Jamaica and shit. It's. 
Yeah. And like I said, the plane was going down in from Buenos Aires to Rio. It was going down. Varigao Airlines. Shout out Varigao Airlines. They buy all of the airplanes that the U.S. says are not safe. Yeah. And the landing gear was like uh, supposed to go down. It was like. And they're speaking in Portuguese and everybody's like. And I'm like, what the fuck? And like, (laughs) like, we're going down. And I tried my best to pass out with a, was it called a vasovagal response or whatever it's called, where you just force yourself to pass out. Yeah. Like if you're being eaten by a lion, you pass out. So yeah, that your brain sends all the like... You start hearing... Psychedelic chemicals. And I was trying to force myself into that so I wouldn't feel the impact. And right as we were about to hit the runway, we just went... and went straight up and shot up. Yeah. So they could figure out like... But anyway, I, I tell you these stories and like I said, train fire, trapped in a tunnel in a train fire. I used to feel that way towards you. you I were used like, to feel why like do you, attract- you attract near death experiences so much, these life or death situations, <laughs> which is good because it then triggers that primal survival instinct that uh, the majority of people in the world never use or rarely come by, maybe once in their life. But it was happening so monthly that I felt like, I had to break up with you just to so for my own survival. Then the pandemic happened and then everyone was just inside. And then I was like, oh, fucking thank you. Like, we just <laughs> like there's no reason to fucking, you know, right. skydive out ju- of a I'm broken just, plane. I'm just pointing out that the things you're saying that make you so different than everyone. I attract crazy chaos. You do attract near death experiences like a motherfucker. OK. And I <laughs> I seek I seek knowledge from strangers and weird shit. But you're I okay did that not from, knowing, I guess no, that's what it is. Yeah, but I still talk to Uber drivers, even though you say it's confirmation bias. No, the truth is, the one guy that I really got a lot out of, and I recorded it, he was like 60 years old, this black guy. And he was all into kind of weird spiritual shit. He was basically telling you hedonistic, give into it. Every guy is going to tell any decently attractive woman the advice is to do it because they hope if she's going with the do it method I that wasn't they'll asking maybe have him sex about sex i was asking about spirituality spirituality and art it's the same thing spirituality and art are the same art? thing yes all my sex is art okay well that but like the the video i showed you i remember that one time like this was many years ago where i the bus I was on broke down. So then police got me and I was in a cop car and then I had to take another bus. And I met this dude who just told about like, he did like a triple murder or something, something fucked up. And then I met some transsexual person who was just telling me like the best sexual pleasure to a woman is X, Y, and Z. And then I met another chick who I ended up having relations with. And it's like, she was mocking like how she was married and she had, you remember that video? And the reason I recorded it, it's a sneak camera video, is I tell these stories and no one believes it. And it's like, this is just a month in my life. You remember the video I showed you? I don't, but it's, I've it's, seen so many. I call so it like many. the random show where it begins with like me lighting my name. I told flames. you, you should have put, yeah, you should have put that show out because it was really strange. It no, was but so it's many like, interactions there's with just people so much, that were... there's like graphic sex and shit. And like people just openly doing drugs that have jobs and shit. And it's like, that's just a day in my life. And I guess the thing that hurts me, I don't know, would I rather be a save, like save the world and no one knows because that's being a true hero? Or do I just want the validation of millions of people saying, yes, we believe all these fucked up things really happen to you. All these like mental institutions and like inner city shootouts and rap groups and I crazy they, concerts. They could figure and the, world... the mental institutions happened. <laughs> yeah. 
No, some people just say I'm some fucking weird guy who shops weird clothes at the mall and just makes these stories up because I want to seem interesting. No, those people do that because they know it's true and they want to fuck with you. Really? Oh, yeah. They're they're upset that they're so boring and they have never done anything crazy enough to end up in a mental institution. So they say that to get under your skin. I was wrongly convicted, which is another traumatic fucking thing. That's why I I drink water bottles going in a store. You don't understand how boring most people's lives are. So when you tell stories like that and they kind of know it's true... And they're just being trolly. They'll be like, no, he just shops at Hot Topic and he doesn't know shit. But I like, I feel, but they're better than me. That's the crazy thing is because they can live not living in like a spiral where your life is in danger every other month. Or you're like, oh my God, if I don't like enter some independent film and do great, I won't get money to eat or you know what I mean? Or like, oh, I have to take diet pills this whole month to save money. Like, they're not in craze. Everyone's better than someone else in certain ways. Okay, but like, so, if you live like I don't a, like the hierarchy. Stable, the, to me, that if you're your life out. is stable and sustainable, you're definitely better than I am. So it's in like, certain ways. So like, how but could the, you he blows his me? brains out when he's 35 because he's been so stable and bored his entire life, and he's married someone he didn't actually love because his mom convinced him he needed a stable relationship, well, and his grandma convinced him that he needs to have kids because but, she needs grandkids, and now he fucking kills himself, and he wishes he was you. So he's on the who fucking, would wish they were me? The guy that's on the internet going, "No, it's all fake. You're not real." Because if he comprehends that you are this person who fucking goes into these situations that you're describing, yeah. it makes him feel like he's not who he wants to be. But that's the thing. Just have the courage to be who you want to be. Like, if you have the courage to kill yourself, you can definitely have the courage to, like, come out as gay or come out as, like, liking a band that no one likes. Or say you're, like, 40 years old and working in an office space and you want to be a singer. Like, say you join a boy band. Like, there's people with your thing. That's how I know the internet is, like, the biggest failure of existence. Because there's people arguing and fighting and getting mad at each other. And people are canceling each other. And it's like, it's the internet. You can find people who like the thing you like. Like, it doesn't matter how obscure. It's like the 1300s, they dress like French poets. You can find that group of people and just live out that fantasy. You can cosplay. You could find people to have sex with. You could find a career. You can make money. Like, there's so many positive things. There's games. There's interesting videos of, like, science or history or philosophy, whatever you're into. There's so much positive shit on the internet. So for it to turn into a cesspool of negativity is a fail for the whole fucking human race. <laughs> Speaking of finding people on the internet for sex. What? <laughs> what did you do on the internet for sex when you were younger? How did you find people? I'm not saying this because no one will ever fucking believe this. Oh, it's so funny. When it's he told not. when he told me this. It's not. You tell it. Okay, so <laughs> we moved to this area. I don't think it's funny. I think it's hilarious. When we moved to this area, I was like, I just want to check and make sure there's no like predators, sex predators in our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And I said, Do you know there's this registry? He goes, Oh yeah, I know. And I was like, Oh shit, why does he know? Mm-hmm. He doesn't have kids. Like, what's his reason for knowing this and he goes i used to troll it to find females that were into young guys <laughs> i was like how old i was 13 13 why is that a 13. bragging point for you it's hilarious you were 13 years old trolling the sex i wasn't predator. trolling i was very honest and direct with what i wanted 
I meant trolling as in like trying to find oh, I did. female. You found some? Yes. <laughs> I met with them and like fucking a girl smoked marble cigarettes and she played uh, Lacuna Coil, which is an Italian metal band. That's brilliant. Like I that just, is brilliant. He went on the the sex registry to find girlfriends when he was thirteen, women who would be with young boys. Like, I mean, I don't want to put that out there because a bunch of guys are going to steal your idea. <laughs> it's just, it's so. But fun. then that makes the argument for all the groomers who are like, kids should be talked to about sex. It's like I was looking for answers, and I don't know. Maybe, bec- you know what it is? Maybe I feel like, okay, it, I suck so much as a person. I'm looking for answers. So rape is obviously in the equation. That's why I only have to look for females. Because if you notice, a lot of these stories just involve older women. So it's like maybe somewhere in my subconscious, I knew, okay, sex is going to be on the table. Like that's going to be the bargaining chip. So I'd rather be raped by a woman than a dude. You know? Like it's starting to make sense now. <laughs> I'm like, okay, because no one's going to hang out with a 14-year-old kid because they think a 14-year-old's cool or they want to do pills and smoke weed with a 14-year-old. It's for sex. Why did you want to hang out with older people? Because I thought they knew how to live life better than I was living Oh my God, so we're going back to that. You were searching for knowledge and you knew you were going to be raped either way. I still am. So you decided on women. Yes. Why not go to church? I did. I told you. I went. That to wasn't night, enough. I though. went to night church. It just did, did. Nothing felt like it was the answer. Oh my gosh! This is all making sense to me. You went to church. You went to camp. Jesus camp. You I went, begged my parents to go to, to Jesus camp. Tons I went to, of therapy. I begged my parents to go to different therapy and certain, get on medications. I went to alternative therapy. Certain by choice. Like if we count up all the stuff that you did. To try to be better and I'm still fucking broken. Like, I deserve a mass murder in my name. Maybe not to commit it, but it's like I really put the A-game effort to not be the person that everyone says I am. Yeah, I I, I give you that credit. You did. <laughs> and I still do, you know? Wow. Weren't you saying that about, like, Ted Bundy or something the other day? Well, I was saying that because I was writing a song of, like, the sick thing that no one talks about, about like a Jeffrey Dahmer or Ted Bundy, Jeffrey Dahmer, for those who don't know. The sick thing that no one talks about. No, it is the sick thing is they talked about how much of a struggle it was to not like cut up and kill people. Like they talked about how they would like drink for weeks to stop it. They would, Jeffrey Dahmer said, I was so thankful the day I got caught because I knew I couldn't kill anyone anymore. It's like, it was like a biological thing beyond his control. And it's like, then if God implants that in, because you want to fuck dead bodies, but it's like to have that implanted in you by God. If I'm 33 and everyone's like, or no, I'm 30. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of Jesus Christ. That's why I said 33. But everyone's like, oh, he's just a fucking teenager. When is he going to grow up? I know my brain is damaged and I don't have the ability to grow up. At what point can I get the mulligan or the technicality and just, you know what I mean? Just be understood. <laughs> I don't want to be the fucking crazy mass murder guy that everyone sees me as. You have to take a page out of like the Kanye book and just be like, I'm not going to be understood. Y'all ain't going to get me. Go fuck yourselves. I know, but that that ends in me being in a mental institution or being killed. I don't see how. I've had confrontations where people pointed weapons at me on the street because they thought I was someone I wasn't. 
you've been with me when that's happened. They thought I was some fucking internet nerd not realizing I was really the person I presented myself to be. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You remember the one festival? Oh, you know, no, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Is like, So that's why I care what people think. I care what people think because people's perception of me is based on my survival. It's like if I don't, if people Your don't survival think. survival is based on people's perception. Yes. because if, people's perception is. If their perception people. of me is a monster, then I end up in jail and get killed. You, or get, you know what I mean? If they think of me as a comedian or a musician, then I get shows and I get money and I get love. It's not that I give a fuck what humanity thinks. It's just for my own survival. Like, if everyone thought you were a witch, they would burn you alive. So you're like, oh, shit, that happened to me when I was a kid. That happened to me when I was a teen. I better maybe not get people to think that I'm a witch. But if they're still going to think of you as a fucking witch, then you lean into it a little bit as a joke for yourself. Like, I don't care what people think for them. I care what people think because I want to have a positive future and not be pushed into some fucked up situation like I have been the majority of my life. But everyone as long as we're talking about what people think and caring about what people think. So many people on the internet do say he's a tryhard. He cares too much about what everyone else thinks. Dude, if you just stop caring about what other people think, then we would like you more. I know, but it's it's hard when you have the trauma. And I realized that the first episode we did is that's why I care what people think is all based on fear of survival. If I had a hundred million dollars and people that could assure that I would never be put in a mental institution, I would, I would be, I would be a lot more at ease with life. But it's like when I you, wonder. I would love to see when that. When you face would... like, like, and I hate this because this makes it sound like I'm victimizing, like I'm making myself like, don't feel sorry for me at all. I'm an anti-hero at best. Yeah, that's me being cool, so you can hate me. But don't feel sorry or sympathy for me because a, who knows what my future is going to be. But it's also like, like. To know that level of dehumanization that someone could just grab you and throw you in a cage and then just beat the shit out of you or then inject you with shit and then just keep you there for months. To know that that exists is like you have a different vibe towards like not wanting that to happen or someone stabs you or someone points a gun at you. To know that exists is like you have to deal with, I, you have to care what people think because it's like a chess game. If you're all like, oh, oh, I'm just lolly gonna be what this, like you could end up in that situation again and I don't want that. But then I also understand I also don't control what people think of me. But you're trying to. I know because I want a fucking positive future. Again, because I want to get life right. It's like I'm in a weird paradox because I don't care what people think inherently but I'm not, I'm not blind to the fact that what people think can govern your fate in life. And I've had some really awful things happen to me based on people's misperception of me. I, I think it can only govern it to a certain extent. I feel like when I was... Why am I not booked in comedy? I don't know, but that's one facet of your life. Is it that it's one facet I don't of have your the life. ability to make people laugh or they think I'm some crazy fucked up character? I, I don't know. Okay, because I'm not going to speak for other people. But They're what? all secretly against me? No. Come on. <laughs> I know, I'm just fucking Let's take you. our pills. But no, it's like for me, when I was 17 years old and I was a model, mm-hmm. and I wasn't a very successful model, even though I did get to fly all over the world and get little bitty contracts. I didn't make much money. Meeting pedos on the internet is success in some uh, people's world. Yeah, I mean, I definitely met the pedos. But no, I got to go to Tokyo and Europe and everything. And But 
they eventually told me when I got to New York, like, you're not pretty enough. I'm sorry. You might be Tokyo standard. You might be LA standard, but you're not going to make much money here. So you might need to be a prostitute. Did I take that as like, oh my God, people's perception of me is going to determine my fate. I was like, fuck it. I'll go behind the lens. I'll do something else. Like you, you keep saying like, well, if people think this way, then it's going to make my life this way. No, make your own fucking life the way you want to make it the way. I know. But then I also, again, have the spirituality of being raised, believing there's some sort of purpose to the universe or maybe some sort of creator or some sort of religious purpose that I want to. That's appease. your problem. That's your problem. I need to not believe in God. No, but no, when no, I no, stop no, believing no, no. God, this I go n- completely nihilistic, I, and then I'm just. I crazy. don't say don't believe in God. I explain it a thousand times till I'm fucking blue in the face. I I actually believe in God, yeah. and I believe in 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 staying on some sort of a path that God would want for you. But I have no fucking idea what that is. All I know is then a thousand all you can, paths that were wrong. Then all you can do is take everything you learned from the meth dealers to the fucking prostitutes. To the, to the church sermons, to the tarot card readings, and make an amalgam, and do the best you can. That's, it's just, it's either all predetermined or it's just no, random. No, it's not. Which, no, it would be hilarious not. if that's what it, it's just all random, it's, it's all chance, it's a casino game. Because my name's random. For those who want to know, my last name is Mark Rodon, it's German and Irish, which actually means red-haired wanderer, so it's very ironic that I wouldn't re- figure out that coat of arms until later. Random was a street name people gave me because they would make, like, myth- they would mythologize my weirdness because I would get kicked out of school for pr- playing fun pranks and shit. So it's like, they'd be like, oh, he lives in the woods. And then I would just appear. So they're like, oh, he randomly appeared. So then everyone would just call me random as a joke to dehumanize me of saying, like, you're not even worth a name. You're random. Like, you know what I mean? It's like being called nameless. So I don't know why people don't think that would be hilarious if I saved the world because my name is random. I would want it to be random save the world, which is basically like your name being nameless unknown. Like it's dehumanized taking the ego out of it because it means nothingness. You know what I mean? Mm. Like if your name was unknown. Oh, hey, unknown's here. Oh, there's unknown. Oh, we were uh, crossing the Driscoll Bridge and unknown would just jumped in the car with us or nameless. You know what I mean? Oh, nameless made a fucking pipe bomb with fire or gasoline. He made he taught us how to make a napalm bomb. This is a character nameless using yeah. as a metaphor for the thing. <laughs> kids. Oh my god. We, seriously, Don't. we have to bleep that out. We, we, we'll get caught on the FBI list. You cannot do that. It's illegal. It's illegal to like, you know how in other countries it's illegal to insinuate like homosexual propaganda or something like that. Uh It is federally illegal to say what you just said. Yeah. To explain how to like, okay, kids, I've made a, so we're just beep that. I will. But like to the audience, I've made as the director of this podcast, a a rule to not bleep anything out, even though he keeps saying, well, bleep that out, cut that out, but okay, obviously, I don't want to. No, just the two words, just, and you'll bleep it again when I say. No, because then they'll read your lips. Now you're making me paranoid. No. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to incite violence on this podcast, okay? So, but we have to be able to. It was for protection. I was a fucking skinny white kid and they were like, of different ethnicities, but looked like lions and gorillas. I'm gonna want to fight against three gorillas. of those. Gorillas. I said lions. I'm gonna bleep and, that. I said lions and gorillas. No, because then Jesus. people are gonna say I'm gonna say the N word, and if I'm gonna get the flack for saying the N word, I actually want to say it. 
I they thought I was so they thought I was this fucking Red Bank, New Jersey drug dealer from Asbury Park and I wasn't. They pulled me into a corner and then I had this thing in my pocket and I just lit it and then you know, threw it in their face. This is before all You're those... not saying gorillas. I couldn't think of anything. Lions and tigers. Okay. Jungle hab- habits. Okay, okay, this is all getting cut. No, it's good. Okay. Well, for the record, I would like it cut. Think of a four-legged animal that walks towards you that's dangerous that you could only get off with fire. A kangaroo. They, they, but that's not, you know, that's true. A kangaroo could fuck someone up. They can up, fuck you up. But you never think of them as dangerous. Oh my God, they're so dangerous. Why, you don't why, understand, why, why man. wouldn't you say kangaroo? I was in the jungle with kangaroos. Why wouldn't you like, say kangaroo? Because it just doesn't why sound do like go, it. Maybe people think of fucking... Winnie the Pooh. When people think gorilla, they think of murder. When you say kangaroo, people are like, ah, ah, Australian. Those things are jacked. Exactly. Do you know there's kangaroo boxing? Oh, yeah. I've seen it. But that's what I'm saying. Like, they're definitely dangerous. I've only jerked off to it, like, twice. Have you really? No. Oh. Thank you for being honest, though. <laughs> what? They're they're hot. They got How? pecs. Pouches. They have a pouch. Yeah, but like I but said, if I say uh, I was, like, battling kangaroos or shit, people would think, like, Winnie the Pooh. Remember when we were in Europe and we were watching Winnie the Pooh in Italian? Yeah. And you... Gave me a breakdown of Winnie yeah. the Pooh. What the was... breakdown is they're all... Well, there's also the theory that they all represent a mental illness that's in Christopher Robin's head because he's getting molested by his grandmother. But I tend to believe they're all drug-related. Rabbit is always angry or doped up, and a carrot is a heroin needle. Eeyore, again, another junkhead. He has the needle and everything. Winnie the Pooh, wait, wait, that's wait, like LSD. Back. Wait, go, go back Tigger to Tigger is what? obviously Coke, you know, long nose and straw. Uh, Piglet is obviously Adderall. But and wait, all those what things. was Eeyore Owl on? is weed. Eeyore is like opium. Because okay. he's always like this. And he has the needle. And, you know, it hits into him. He hits the needle into him. Or it's just Christopher Robin wants to stop getting molested by his grandmother. What What is this about him getting molested by his grandmother? He gets molested by his grandmother very... daily, so he Wait, just uh, he closes his is, eyes and imagines. What's where the... is this information coming from? About <laughs> I don't know from just your shit. head. But the, this is why they would call me random because I would just like they'd be like, "Oh, Winnie the Pooh is for kids," and I'd be like, "Actually, you know, Winnie the Pooh is," <laughs> and then I'd just say that, and they're like, "Really?" I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> Yo, random, so fucking crazy, man! Like, did you hear the theory about um, Garfield? No, that he's actually like I'm gonna mess this up because I don't remember exactly what they said, but he's like dead. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a common one. This is the problem: is these were things before the internet. Now there's like multi theories that everyone goes to, kind of like. Like the Simpsons, the theory that Bart Simpson is actually dead and in hell and living is eternity. And that's what Homer Simpson is, is all a dream in his mind because his son died and he can't take it. Like there's common ones like people because it's also people who have dissociative issues and mental illness. It's things they feel a they feel like they're in a different dimension, like they're already dead. B, they feel like everything's like a staged game show. Because with cameras nowadays, they feel like, you know what I mean? Like when they're walking, they feel like, 
And I get that sometimes when I don't take my medicine, don't sleep. They feel like they're a part of some secret CIA mission. Yeah. These are common schizophrenic outbursts. And then obviously the fourth one, they feel like they're the Messiah. They mm-hmm. feel like they were meant to biblically save the Why world. Why do you say they so- rather than we? Because I don't want to associate with those crazy fucks. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen you. I've, I mean, rarely, but I've seen you like, where are the cameras? I know, like you... Th- you thought that one time in New York that the in the hotel that the walls were going to come down and cameras were going to come rushing in. And yeah, this was yeah, all yeah, just yeah. a... Yeah, yeah. No, I knew that wasn't real. That's the difference between me and just crazy mentally ill people is I know that's not real, but it's sometimes I just feel it and think Yeah, that's it. what's really interesting about you is whenever you do have any kind of schizophrenic thing... Episode, I say, I know, know this isn't you real. You always say, I know this isn't real, but this is what I'm feeling. That's, yeah. that's really self-aware. I wonder how many schizophrenic not a lot that's why they end up in crazy situations yeah they can't like i know what's reality and what's crazy in my head but then there's also this thing of like but what if i'm right but you you also like to acknowledge it just because you're feeling it and you want the person you're with to understand this is what i'm feeling i wouldn't say it with strangers i I would say in some comedic way that's advice to someone who might have those kind of tendencies like you can overcome them like I haven't overcome them though. But you have. I suffer no, every no, day. No, no. But you. I ha- started this podcast off with I want to go. Pow, 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 muffin, muffin, okay, pow, but pow, you pow. you have overcome them when you can say, "Hey, Liz, I no, pretty because sure I still you're feel it. like the anxiety still rises and shit." But you'll say, "Like I'm pretty sure you're in the FBI." No, but the, the I time know you're that's talking not about, true. Oh wait, no, you're talking about August. I mean, you said I was it doing, like a no. Thousand this is what I'm times. saying. You're talking about 2019 August. But you remember when I did that one show because I was sleep deprivated and we were driving through the Holland Tunnel and then I said I had that crazy vision. That shit came true. So I was right about that. If there's one thing about schizophrenic episodes, if you have a hundred schizophrenic episodes, one of them's going to be real. Like one of the I had a I had a uh, manifestation. I said, oh, my God, I just saw this was 2019. I saw what was it? It was nurses being packed up, hazmat tapes and suits and mattresses just being thrown away by like the barrel full. And I thought for whatever reason, I thought it was a fire that was just in destroying everyone through the city and they couldn't stop it. And I just was freaking out. I said, why is God? I started crying. Why is God going to kill them? I started saying, why did they have to die? Why did they have to die? Year later, the fucking pandemic happened. It was terrifying because we were in the Holland Tunnel. But I was fully aware. Like, I can drive under those conditions. You were, like, crying. Yes. And I was concerned for your ability to drive. And I was just like, just breathe. Just breathe. It's going to be okay. You know? Yeah. And I was, like, grabbing the wheel because Holland Tunnel is not really the place you want to skip off the road a bit. There's no yeah. side. But I was, I was right. All the things in my vision well, came there's true. A lot of, there's a lot of people that believe that schizophrenics actually have a lot of clairvoyance. And you told me once about that. You said that there are clairvoyant people. And you've proven to me a few times. And I hate saying that because then it makes you go like, oh, anything I see is the future is real because it's not. I know. But there are times. But like that's like you throw enough darts at the board. That, eventually, well, that's you're what I hit that's what fucking... I said. It's not that I'm psychic. It's just I get certain numbers and shit in my head. Some like fourteen black, our company name or former company name was based off fourteen red. I can guess what was it? What's it called? Roulette. I can just anytime we walk to a roulette table. Every I can, time. Yeah. It's 
it's but it's just random because it's like like if I put money down, I say I if I put it on fourteen red, it's gonna go to twenty eight black. If I put it on twenty eight black, it's gonna go to fourteen red. He and did I, this. He did this seven times in a row, and the roulette guy. He used the term "random happenstance." Is that the Mohegan Sun? He freaked out. This is when we were just friends. But also, they could have cameras in casinos. Like they could and have hear a what special. You're saying, yeah, so they could just be fucking with me. It could be, but then you did it in other casinos. That's true. The one in and New Orleans, I guessed. I said eight black, and the Asian guy was like, "Oh my god." And then he just followed me around and wanted to buy me those. Oh, you just got canceled for that accent. No, I'm not Shane Gillis. (laughs) Imagine him going to massage parlors after the whole world thinks he hates Asians. That's got to be hard on him. We both started off canceled. I was born canceled. You know why? Why? The abortion failed. I liked it. This is the thing that I I fucking, I hate how because of certain radio shows, I'm not going to give them a mention. They think running your bits is uncool. But if it made you laugh, it made you laugh. They're like, oh, this is the Tonight Show. This is real talk when you're all fucking putting on characters. If any, or actions, that's the fucking fake shit about it. Comedians are all like, I'm real. But they go on podcasts with their A game. I'm real. I've sabotaged shit because I'm like, okay, I'm going to go on and be funny. And then something's put me in a mood to where I'm like, fuck everyone. And I just sabotage. And I, I mean, that me- wasn't a bit, but it was a thought. Oh. Uh. But I could I could make it a bit. Where else was what was the casino we were at? What was it last it was, year? It was last summer. And I guessed a couple of Well, we were walking out of that red. shitty restaurant that we at went like to at three in the morning. Yeah, it was like two thirty in the morning. It was like a Wolfgang Puck or something, but it was like a knockoff version of it. Yeah. And and we were walking past uh, a roulette wheel and you're like, Should I do the thing? And I was like, Sure. No, but, I wanted you to get your camera because like this is the but they don't let don't us, believe they don't me. let us film it. I know. That's why you got to do it real quick. I know. That guy got really pissed the one time you did. But you just walked up. And what? A- I'll get kicked the- out of a casino to explain my psychic abilities? Are you fucking kidding me? All the bets were already placed. Yeah. So you couldn't do it. But you said to everyone, it's going to be... 18. And, and it was. And it was. And then we just bounced. <laughs> and they were like, what? And they wanted to follow <laughs> us out. But we had shit to do. What go. if that's what schizophrenia is? It's psychic powers, but like of randomness or no help. Like you'll get a psychic signal. That's true. You're like that lady is going to drop her grocery bags, but nothing's going to fall out. But it has no effect on your life or other people or oh, the the wind tomorrow on this day, the wind's going to blow a bag over someone's car at a baseball game like and you can see it. But it, like it just doesn't fucking matter at all. What if that's what psychic abilities are? <laughs> yeah, every time I would tell people this story about how, like, I handed you a hundred and I was like, throw it on this roulette because you seem to have this clairvoyance. That's and you were too- like, but if I put it on the thing that's going to win, it won't win. Yeah, that's like, that's the game. What? That's my life. If I put it on the thing that'll win. I was doing gothic rap and gothic emotional rap in 2012 and no one was fucking with it. Now, 10 years later, everyone's all fucking piercings and makeup and gothic and emo rap. I know, but everything you say comes across so egocentric. Yeah. yeah, it just like... 
Well, that's why I diminished it by saying like that's schizo- that's psychic abilities. It means fucking nothing. Well, you. My told- name is random. I fucking mean nothing to the world. Why does it have to be one or the other? Why can't you have certain things? Like I know I'm not great at everything. Because my brain's fucked up. Okay, but you're good at certain things. And you can't go like, oh, it all doesn't matter. Or I'm the, gr- I'm fucking Jesus. Like, why? Well, I say that as a joke. I say that people think that I say that like I mean that. I, to me, it's the most self-deprecating thing because I really believed I was meant to be the savior up until I was like 27. And I realized that was just fucking crazy. And then, so now I say it to mock myself. That's why I say, oh, the comedy God let you live today. I, that's why I say it in stand-up comedy. Because if they're taking comedy seriously, they fucking suck. Like, oh, why does he say he's a comedy god? He sucks. He's not funny. It's like, it's comedy, you re- you person. <laughs> <laughs> it's comedy, you... What's a word I could use? Gorilla. <laughs> it's comedy, you silly gooses. There, that's the cut. But, like, that's what's so fucking crazy. That's a paradox. You're going to get pissed at me because I'm making jokes about comedy. I'm not... I make jokes in comedy, but I'm making also jokes about comedy and about stand-up comedians. Oh, we have the most important job in the world. We, we're life saviors. You and they what? hate me because they really feel that way. They just act like, oh, shucks, no one should listen to me. Well, if no one listens to you, just go off in the woods for a year. Because that's what I feel like. I feel like I shouldn't be, I don't know. We're just watching YouTube today and randomly Bill Maher came on. And he was talking about how we have to stop the cancel culture in comedy. Mm -hmm. And everything that he said was stuff that you and I said five years ago. We said in our documentary. Well, he did put a new point of saying, like, it's time for them to apologize for all the missed ideas, all the missed jokes that we didn't get because of people self-censored. But what I would propose to that is if someone would self-censor themselves, then they, like... It, to me, I guess, like, this is a sick feeling, and I'm going to announce this on this podcast. I feel like people shouldn't cancel each other, but there's a sick part of me that's glad that they do, because it makes people really, it's like, if you would lose your life, do you really believe in that joke, or are you just saying that to kind of sound edgy, you know what I mean? Or do you really fucking mean that? Because your life's at stake now. And that sh- gets rid of the fake people because if they're really about that, they'll be like, oh, guess what? Here's the joke. N-word, N-word, N-word. You know what I mean? Like, they'll really drop it down. But it's like, if they... You like, don't have to be Michael Richards just to no, I'm make saying No, I'm saying it's like, it pushes away all the people. Like, comedy was too easy for people. I feel like everyone should have to go through a canceling experience. Everyone should have death threats at them. It makes them more aware of the sort of climate of... Do you really mean your words? Because your words affect things. And for someone who says many fucked up things, I am aware my words affect things. That's what's so crazy about it. People think, oh, he's just not aware. He doesn't get. Words have power. No, I know words have power. I'm saying them for a fucking reason. You know what I mean? I feel like, but but what I'm saying is I'm sickly, inadvertently for cancel culture. Anytime a comedian loses their job and they fucking, everyone hates them, I kind of get a thrill out of it because it's like, now it makes them a real person. It's like, it has to check them. Are you a real person or not? You know what I mean? Do you really believe those jokes? Do you really believe in your cause? Or are you just saying it for money or just saying it for attention or saying it for an image that you're not really about? You know what I mean? Yeah, I kind of see your Put point. a gun in your face, and then do you really want to be that guy? That's how I feel. Yeah. 
But at the same time... Because I've been let down by so many fucking people who I thought they were these comics that lived on the edge. And then it turns out that they were just fucking like... It's like they all went to theater arts school and it's crazy. It's fucking crazy. It's like they went through four years of theater arts and then four years of media training that they're these tough, edgy, degenerate drug addicts. But then when you get to know them behind the camera, it's like, what the hell happened to all this? Like, you're on stage talking about you're a drunk your whole life and all you do is take pills and shit. But then you're whimpered out by X, Y, Z or you believe in this sort of cause, or you get sensitive and offended over certain jokes that I may have made. Like, we all know the guys that I'm talking about are people I have personal issues with. But it's like, if I'm offensive to you, then you suck as a comic, because I'm just fucking around when I say I'm the comedy god. So for you to, oh, he shouldn't have the confidence he has, that's just taking the piss out of you. So it's like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like they you suck as a comic. You all fucking suck as a comic because I am terrible as a comic. But if I can find humor in it and you can't, I'm better than all you as a yeah, comic. Yeah, I mean, that's what Doug Stanhope said about you when I when I was defending. He can suck my fucking dick. I mean, I'm sure he could. I don't think he would want to. And at the end of the day, I know all this building up thoughts is for nothing because it means nothing to anyone it's only this planet which is just a rock and there's millions of planets outside this universe so all of the things that are pent up in me universally mean nothing you know what i mean like this podcast even if it was seen by a billion people and the whole world renounced it as something so great and this is sacred art we have to hold on to this and then you know what I mean? Like if humanity got wiped away and 100 years later this podcast emerged, they wouldn't speak the language so they wouldn't know what I was saying. They Renounced wouldn't get the meaning. Different thing than you think. Yeah. I know you don't. I was never a grammar person. Yeah, that's okay. Because I, I don't like that. The they got the point. Renounced no, but just like it just like I'm talking about, I want to mean something when I just inherently, no matter what, it'll just not mean anything. Unless, like, again, this is another schizophrenic thing, is that I'm just entertainment for intergalactic aliens. Like, they're the ones watching the Mark Random fuck up and fail at comedy, and they're getting a kick out of it. Or God, like, God specifically cursed me. Well, that's narcissistic to think I would be chosen by God to be his laughing jester clown. I just, I want a reason that makes sense. That's my issue, is not just wanting control, but just maybe if there could be a reason. Like, you've seen me break down and do horrible things, and the things that I'm saying when I do those things are I'm just saying, why? Just tell me why. Just tell me why. You know what I mean? Like, my own, all the capacity that makes this up can accept not knowing. I know. I mean, and that's been quite clear in our relationship and in this podcast yeah i just but it's like i know it means nothing like all my struggling and suffering like even if this meant everything to the world it doesn't mean anything on mercury it doesn't mean anything on pluto pluto doesn't even mean anything because they go back and forth between saying it's a planet or not so it's like (laughs) i'm the pluto of existence what was that dumb thing i said that one time yeah we were at a we had been up for like 40 some hours yeah. and we were at a Working compound. On and we were a compound and we were talking because oh, yeah. that was the day that they decided Pluto wasn't a planet no, anymore. No, they decided that in 2006. Wow. I was that behind. Yeah. And I was like, it's not even a country anymore. 
And yeah. you were like, how high are you? Yeah. I, was I thought it was soft the Pluto of exist. I'm the Pluto of existence because people don't validate that it's real. You know. But yeah, I should just isolate myself so the world isn't infected with my crazy. Like if I'm a million, a thousand degree crazy and I'm seeking and I become 10,000 degree crazy, if people are like 10 degree or 100 degree crazy, I should isolate myself so they don't, their brain doesn't like become I hope people know that I'm not attracted to the crazy. Like I think that's important for me to say. Because you'll never find anyone else short of just a homeless man in New York City who's throwing his own feces. You'll never find someone as crazy as me. But it's not the crazy that attracts me to you. It's that's that's something that comes with it. <laughs> it's not the crazy that I even like about myself. Okay, I just want to make that clear. What if that's to what people audience. are saying? I'm a tryhard. They say Don't think, he tries oh. hard to try to act normal, but we know he's just fucking crazy. So what we get is this weird performance of someone who's half crazy and half trying to relate to people. Just be all the way crazy. But just speaking as you know the way you've been speaking about how people misperceive you. Oh, he's this, he's that. People perceive me as oh, you just like the crazy guy. You just like the bad boy. No, I'm no. not a bad. I'm a good boy. I'm a good noodle. I'm, <laughs> I'm good muffin. The, the point I'm making is that is not what attracts me to you. That's the part I live through and I deal with. There you go. Give advice to people who like live with someone with muffin illness because it's like they don't know what muffin illness is. It's Dr. Phil I hate for reasons whatever, just for fun. I, but he you said something Dr. interesting. Phil but he fun. said he said when someone is diagnosed with cancer, he says the family has the diagnosis as well, and you have to deal with it as a family unit. And it's like that's kind of what our marriage or relationship or fucking one-night stand that's been for five years is. It's It's you having to take on like all of my I just, just wanna... being around the energy of it and I hate that that's why I distanced myself from you in 2022 is I realized that I'm just like not even intending to I'm just like like a light that's so fucking bright it just blinds her when I'm just like oh I have this idea I have this idea what is this it's just it just I see it draining and exhausting her so I just want to be away from her so I'm not that person because I love her but I just want to make that clear to people out there that are listening to this and like oh that we're looking for a side chick that I can unload my crazy onto I mean I've been open to that <laughs> that's really would balance this out that way I could just go but to you. But you've been, hey, Liz, you've been looking the, for that. You've been like really. texting hoes, as you say. I, no, 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 no. They are not hoes. They're lovely women that I've just been looking for kind, platonic friendship from. Good. Let unleash your... Ha, have you not been unleashing your crazy on them? I'm pretty sure you have. <laughs> <laughs> Has it helped? That's the real question. It's helped them learn a valuable lesson. Which is... Don't fucking Google search my name, bitch. <laughs> he had a doctor refuse medical treatment to him because she Googled him a week ago. That's yeah. fucked up. Like, like, it's, no, it's, let's be honest. No, like, like, how people, is that okay? No, because people deal with what they can handle. If someone offered some guy a fight with Mike Tyson, they might turn it down. They're like, I can't handle that. That's heavyweight mental illness. 
I deal with people who are like, I'm sad my dog might not like me. <laughs> and they're happy and they're practiced with that. They're you not like, give her a I shout think out? it's all pretty. <laughs> I did the right thing by saying, I'm sorry I've caused you any inconvenience. I love you. I wish the best for you. I hope everything goes well. She if turned you ever down me- your money because she Googled you and was like, I can't help this. I can't was, fix it this. It wasn't the money she turned down. <laughs> don't be beatable on a podcast no, I was trying well to you cute. you were trying what i was what? looking ba, 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 ba. i was looking to help lighten your load that's how much i love you were you. looking I to love- lighten your load with that bitch <laughs> no that's what it sounds like she's not a bitch okay she's pretty nice lighten I mean, loads come on judgmental but you know i guess maybe you, you have to be you said you were gonna like- pay her to help you no, I wasn't going to give her any money. It was coming the other way around. I was bringing money back into us. How? you? Said I'm it, playing a character. I'm joking. I never know with you. I Good. Know. I never know either. Now, well, no, I don't want you to have to suffer. No, I was trying no, to you help were gonna, you lighten You were going to have load. sex with her for her to be your psychologist? <laughs> wow. You say it like it's so crazy. Uh, you know what this is? I think because before you met me, you used to think men were awful creatures. So it's like, I am your karma retribution to show you the true nature of woman, that they women. Are? That women will fucking do six years as a doctor. Did you send and her trade... dick pics? No. Then what part of your brain? Oh my God. <laughs> no, I you didn't. You did. No, but I may have sent an off shirt picture. <laughs> I needed health care. It's a tough time. The economy's sinking. No, I was trying to help lighten your load because for the past year, anytime I've gone on some crazed manifesto of like, oh, I think maybe you can beat predeterminism of manifesting your own destiny if you do some like tantric ancient ritual and this. So I'm seeking that. And you're just like, ah, oh, I just exhausted. Like every single time, three apartments we've been at where I just exhaust you with my ideas. I'm writing this book. What do you think of the story? It's just this, this, this. Or oh, like I'm reading so you like a, a Star a, Wars trilogy. Shirtless pick to a chick. No, I wasn't sure. I was just saying that because I wanted your reaction for the camera. No, you're not. You can look through my phone. I don't. I will never, ever, nor have I ever look through your phone. Because you know I'm not going to be disloyal to you. You know there's no, no universe I, where I'm not trying to I help do, I'm you. I'm fundamentally against looking through your partner's phone. I believe if your partner asks for your phone and you go, sure, and you hand it to them, let them do whatever. But well, you have never, ever, well, no, my issue ever is, let me see your phone. Are you kidding? You've Give held my right phone? Now. You've held my phone at times. Give it to me right now. You've held my phone at times. You've held my phone a bunch of times. No, but what I'm saying is you're the one who taught me not to. See, this is the problem. Our our podcast is tanking because you're personalizing shit. You're getting bitch tone. You need to take your medicine. (laughs) You are. No. no, You're not coming across attractive to the audience. I don't care if I'm attractive. That's why I'm wearing my glasses. You said you're not attractive with your glasses. No, I never said that. I said I personally find you attractive. Yeah, I don't care. See, okay. there's the difference between you and I. I don't care if I'm attractive to these people. Okay. I just want you but, to come off. I just want everyone to see the version of you that I see. Oh. I see you as this really loving, great, effervescent, beautiful, majestic woman. Mm-hmm. So I want the world to see you that way. Mm-hmm. But if we if we talk about the amount of times that you've gone through my phone. 
Well, that's, it's a lot. Well, that's because the consequence of my mental breakdown versus your mental breakdown is a little more damaging to ourselves and the community around us. Okay, but I've Shout never... Shout out to Secaucus PD. <laughs> <laughs> I've never gone through your phone. Because you wouldn't... Not once. You wouldn't... Your mind wouldn't tell you that the only way to save your soul is to burn down an apartment. So I try to circumvent that by... You know, but like, I don't believe in going through. I haven't gone through your phone in like maybe a good, <laughs> two days. No, I just said that shit. Like you take the things I say serious as a joke, but you take the things I say as a joke serious. It's like the wires are completely crossed with you. And now this is just live action Rick and Morty. This is you said all two the days time. ago. You asked to see my phone for some reason. This and is, then you were like, I actually went through your texts. That belongs on last week's podcast where we were talking about relationships and communication and honesty. This one was, I tried to segue into how do you deal with someone with muffin illness? They're fucking texting psychologists bitches because all they have to offer is dick. I, I how about this? How about this? If you're a female, that's kind of if you're your a fem- if you're a female and you have a bachelor's or master's degree, I will do a 20 minute comedy set personally for you. If you can give me psychological advice. There we go. How about that? All right, you've opened the door. I will go to your New York City apartment and perform 20 minutes of comedy for you in exchange for... That way there's no sexual favors being exchanged. You no, but I just think that it's kind of... You really feel like the only thing you have to offer to people is sex. No, and that's what you told me my only value was No, to that's not what I said. I said a lot of people perceive you that way because you were a sex worker. A lot of women. I don't want to... What? what? This is the next podcast. No. Po- I'd say I don't want to talk about sex shit on a podcast. But we are talking about you sending shirtless pictures to psychologists out of help. The whole podcast we've been talking about I mean, they asked. All right, fellas. She asked? Yes. I would never send a picture without asking. Why in the fuck? Because she sent me a naked one. Jesus. What? Lord, Lord, I like to think my boyfriend, when he's alone, is just working on helping himself, bettering himself. He tells me, I'm seeking out psychologists. And then I find out on a a podcast that he's actually... That's how nudes. That's how much from... I want to get help, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. That's how deep and serious my problems are. Mm. Many people out there are feeling suicidal. Let me see the nudes. I, you don't have to show the camera. Show me the nudes. No. It'll make our relationship better. No. I will trust you. No, seriously. I don't have I'm the nudes. Dead serious. I deleted them. I'm not going to keep nudes of a chick who was not gonna we're not gonna exchange services anymore <laughs> oh because you want me to fucking extort her you jessling <laughs> maxwell type of bitch no if you're gonna if tell, were, right, if you're gonna this, tell if me the story comic, and you expect me to believe it comic, if there were a woman who was really successful and had a lot of money i would definitely save the nudes for you thank you for see, that's what I'm. That's the that's the life tie. I realize that's what keeps a marriage together. Do you know what's going to keep me with her forever? No matter all the women I may or may not be with on the side, what's going to keep me with her forever is not the love or adoration or how much I just feel like I have to give her the world. It's all this secrets and extortion and blackmail that she has on me. That's what's going to keep me with her forever. I know Jeffrey Epstein wanted out of that marriage like 15 years ago, but she's like, ah, that one time you got really drunk. You think that's funny? I hope someone laughed. 
But I wouldn't. Of all do, the pictures you may or may not have I photoshopped. Wouldn't, I wouldn't. Uh, first of all, didn't, and then prosecuted me with no, the lawyer photoshop, comes to me and no. says, "Do you still love her?" Like, if I say no, I'm gonna get prosecuted. <laughs> they weren't photoshopped. I was, I'm just fucking around. We gotta not. You gotta the lawyer not personalize did, The lawyer this. did say that though. Yeah, <laughs> he did. He's sick, bitch. I'm not sick. How bad did you want this dick? Okay, had nothing to do with the dick. Had to do with How, the soul and the love that I have for then you. Then what is the soul? Was this? Did we it talk about this tonight? Or was this last night? I don't know. No, like you remember when I said what is? And you're like, I want women to see how great you are i'm like what is what is great about me yeah and then you I was just like kept you sound saying, like a used car was that tonight or this pod i like, don't know it doesn't but matter what is the soul because the they're seeing the soul they're like jesus that's fucked up it's just chaos yeah, well it is it is and i'm equipped to handle it there's very few people that are which is why we should be together forever yeah but yeah it's not the dick that's a bonus so when you say you that, hear that woman who hasn't texted me back in a week, she's calling you a bitch because you pussed out of a relationship with me just because you saw a dumb video of me. She's seen crazy bad shit of me. And she's like, nah, I'm still with him. That should be that should be a game in itself. How long can you stay in a relationship with Mark Random before you're like, fuck it, I'm out. You know what I mean? Oh, I love that game. We could make an entire Series. reality show. That, that's what we Oh, yeah. How long can you stay in a relationship oh, with Mark Random? I'm the champ. I'm the champ. You do. <laughs> yeah, I want to see a picture. You don't understand. It I'm not pointing this gun. I want to see I want to see your face. I'm not pointing this gun. I want to see which bitch that you I never got a facial picture. <laughs> oh. Or isn't this romantic? How well I know her. What that would was make, a dude. What would make her that charm? That was totally no, a no, dude. I saw the tits. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> you think that? No, it isn't this romantic? I know what would ease her over and I know what would set her off to get a reaction. It was a dude. It wasn't. All right. Do a reverse Look, image search. That was a no, fucking here's, generic here's I didn't, you, screenshot of a porn. It could be. But here's the thing. Why I didn't want to talk about this this long. Because then it might give women incentive to inbox me to fuck with me. So, all right. Here, I'll shout out. Men. I'm not going to shout out a woman. But it's there's a woman who she's a cam chick. But she's a really great friend, I would say. And... She may or may not have, in the beginning, sent nudes. And I was like, hey, could you not do that? That makes me uncomfortable. And she was totally cool, respected the boundaries, and everything's just been about, like, church talks and stuff. I know who you're so, talking about, and I have no problem with her. I love her. I love her, But too. what I'm saying is, like, cool. I didn't want to talk you know, about this. Because, give her the shout-out. No. It's, I don't want to give that much attention, because it then gives incentive to the women to just, like, fuck with me, because they're like, oh, we'll get, like, a 10-minute spot on his weird little podcast. I don't think anyone is trying to get 10 minutes on this podcast. But the game show is a funny idea, because, I mean, it's actually just sad. It just reconfirms everything I know about myself that I'm way too fucked up to love. I genuinely was trying to just help our marriage by finding someone that I could just unload all my fucking crazy nonsense on. So wh- like they what- would be the friend. They would be the female friend. At what point during this nice quest that you went through to save yeah. our marriage, did you get the nudes from her? I told you, I get nudes from all kinds of chicks just because like, that's like, like I said earlier in the show, like I just attract crazy fucked up broken people. But without I'm saying boundaries. in the timeline, in the timeline of you looking for someone to help you in our marriage, yeah. 
which I get. I do get. Like I've said, find a chick to deal with your nonsense <laughs> and then come back. But I want you to deal with my nonsense. I That's do, what, like, I you're do, my though. queen. I don't want the fucking peasant chicks to deal with it. And <laughs> if I love you, you're not a peasant chick. I'm just saying that to impress her. Now I'm, I'm playing both sides of it. You're my queen. She's the fucking peasant. Okay. No, but she put her time in. I would die for her. I love you. Me? Yeah. Yeah, I would die for you. Not any other woman. So, yeah, but it just... I know it's not easy to live with me, and I try my best to not, but I tried to fake be someone for the past two, three years that I wasn't, and now that I'm letting myself be myself, it's just mayhem. It just seems like a reoccurring theme on this new podcast that we're having. Yeah. That you bring up stuff that you have not been fully honest about. Because it's fun. (laughs) Because it shows a genuine reaction. Like I said, everything is a different shade. Like you would have a different reaction if we were at a different apartment, at a different place in our relationship, on a different medication. If you were successful or where you're at financially you have different reactions to different things so it's like just to see the different shade of you that's why i said i liked i was away from you for a month and the way we were talking on the phone is not is not the way you normally talk to me so it's like i wanted to get to know that elizabeth because it's like like what is if if we have to separate please god don't make that happen but it probably is because everything's predetermined i have no control like, what is two years apart from Elizabeth? What is her perception on me? Like, are you blinded by the fog? And that's something I don't want to be one of those, like, abuser people. Yeah. That's like, you're in a toxic situation, but you're so blinded by the yeah, love that's that actually, you can't see if I'm being, I don't, I'm not an abuser. But if I was, or inadvertently, I don't want to be doing that to you. That's very So I admirable. want to separate from you. Yeah. So you can reassess for yourself. And I do get, you love this person? And or I get, is it just. And I get pissed every time you do it. But I love you. But each time you do it, I, I go through like the seven stages of grief. But like, first. I mean, not the five stages of grief, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Okay. Wait, what are they again? First is denial. Then is anger. You're mad at the person. Then is bargaining. I'll do anything to get this back. And this goes with anything. The fourth one is depression. I'm so sad. And the fifth one is just accepting. Okay, this is Okay, so mine are different. They're not grief. I go back and forth between them. I'll be in denial, anger, bargaining, uh, depression then acceptance and then I'm like I fully accept it then go back and forth alright so here are my stages of Mark leaving for months or and this is Mark leaving not random yeah random has never been here in the first place <laughs> <laughs> so when you whatever you are leaves my first stage is euphoria <laughs> My first stage is yeah. like, I'm going to watch girl shows and drink Chardonnay and have some goat cheese. Meanwhile, I'm having, I'm having wine and cheese dressed in like a fucking pink skirt with a bunch of other girls having even more girl time than her. That's what's happening. I might want that cut. <laughs> I don't want people knowing what I do in my private time. 
that like uh what no was you're movie? texting what was fucking hoes no 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 stop stop calling women hoes they're not hoes Aww. it's just they're people that i just encounter and i believe we all encounter people for a reason okay and I believe he's it's right all fate yeah you're right I, I was wrong i was wrong i was wrong i shouldn't have called the people that are sending you nudes a hoe but i just love wrong. everyone and i just yeah. want everything to be better I was sending you the most pics. I know they worked really well for me. Yeah. I just need you to make an entire website called Mark Hub. Mark Hub. What would my porn name be? I told you Mark Wayne. Or Mark Wayne Harper. If you're going to watch 19-year-old me fuck, you're a... I don't know. I can't judge. <laughs> That's the thing is I'm only lucky. My wire is broken where I'm attracted to older women. But I, I feel like it's the same genetic thing that other people are like, oh, 18 year old schoolgirl or whatever their fucking weird fantasy is. They want younger because just their wiring. But I have the same wire just bent in the direction no one cares about. But I find that extremely attractive, and it's not because it's like if it's, you had a prejudice against like Irish Americans, like you, if you hate black people, all oh, the world will shame you. But if you hate Irish people, you just I just can't I just fucking hate Irish people. No one gives a shit. You're not getting canceled for hating Irish people. It's like my wire is just bent <laughs> wait, wait to be attracted three to years. adult. Three years, you will. Irish Americans? Oh, Are yeah. you kidding? Oh, it's all coming. No, everybody's Italian Americans. Everything's be... coming. You're hated for this. You're hated for that. You're hated for this. You're, yeah. you're going to be hated for everything. So Why am I. Why can't I just be loved? Because it doesn't work that way. They don't want love. But back to the point. Yeah. The the phases I go through when you do this thing where you just leave. Yeah. And you come through the door and I'm like, let's have a date night. I miss you. I love you so much. I'm committed to you. I'm monogamous with you. And you're like, no, we're doing a podcast, which is what we're doing right now, which is what you want. I'm like, I really just, could you take me for sushi and give mm -hmm. me some flowers and, and we could have sex. You're like, nope, we're doing this. And that really breaks my spirit a lot. Jesus. It does. But, but I understand where you're coming from and I understand because when, I don't want to be the side dude who just, you pay for everything and I just get the I free didn't ask ride. to pay for it. I, I asked you be, to pay for it, actually. No, I will. But I'm just saying, like, in our relationship, past to present, you've been like, like, I don't want to, I want to work and be worth this yeah. marriage. I'm sick of being the fucking, like, it, to me, it's, it's a teenage shit if you're letting women in your life pay for everything. And it's like people play it as like you're a pimp, but it's not. You're just not self-sustainable because you have mental or emotional issues. And I want to be worth this marriage. Yeah. I don't want to just you do everything and I just like lay in bed all day in my own weird world. I yeah. want to work yeah, to and, make this happen and that's, because if I can build a career for myself, then I can legally marry you. And, and that's, that's admirable. And I think that that's a message that you should JP style be sending out to these guys. Is a man is someone That's who Jordan takes Peterson, responsibility, not fucks a bunch of chicks. A man is someone who can account for their own flaws and try to get better. Not if you can 
convince women to have sex with you. But you have to a under- man is someone who can love and care for someone, not just what you can get from someone. It's what you can give to the world. That's being a man. Yeah, and he's right. And 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 I'm a broken fucking half man, half muffin. No, I mean we're both half the muffin I, I used to be. And something I don't know what he says away. next. I'm, I'm half the muffin I used to be. Cause it's something, 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 something. Anyway, but the point that I was making is yeah. it is extremely annoying when you just bounce and you're like, I'll be back. I'll be back in like two days. And then it's like a fucking month. And then it makes me feel like, what am I not doing for him? What needs am I not meeting for him? And then I feel inadequate and I start psychoanalyzing. No, I'm explaining what I feel. I'm like, I'm inadequate to him. Did I not have proper sex with him? Did I not make the nice meal for him? Did I not? But it's none of that. And I realize that it's you want to be better. Yes. Okay. That's what it always has I been. I know, but it makes me feel like, why isn't he here? Why? But it's actually very admirable. And it's taking me a year to understand why you leave when you do. I, I guess I just wish there wasn't so much deception. Like, I'll be right back. And then a month later, you come Because I thought back. I could get all the work done in like four days, but it took like three weeks. And I just. But you do make excuses, though. No, it's never. It's always because I see issues in our relationship that no, you but don't you, see. And then I'm scared to be around you because I don't want anyone to get hurt. I understand that. But you do make excuses. No, but what I'm saying For is. For sure. Like, don't, no, what don't I'm saying is say we, have, we have flaws, right? And of we've course. had flaws in all of course. four years. But this is the year Five. we can't have flaws because there will be bad consequences if any of those flaws are exposed. So it's like. We can't fuck up. We've fucked up here and there, but it's like it was able to skate by, but we can't do it this time. So I know, I don't believe 100% we have the ability to not fuck up. So it's like, I don't I'm either. just distant because yeah. we won't be able to skate by like that or that or that or that if we- He's talking about the other apartments we lived in before this. And you're right. You're not wrong. But I go through, and like I've come to accept your process and i feel like it's admirable but the stages i go through because mm-hmm. i haven't seen you in 50 no, 50 days and you live 30 minutes away and my whole thing was like can't you just come give me a hug like just come give me a hug and i still am I'm not either working 20 hours straight okay, or i've been laying in bed for 3 days and haven't showered right but like i still and have no will to get up i still resent the fact that you couldn't just come give me a hug pop up give me a hug go right back to what you were doing i can't because it's different head spaces I, all right like to get in the zone i don't want to resent it because i I know you have good intentions. Yeah. And what happens with me is I go through this cycle. Like we were talking about the stages of grief. It's not stages of grief. It's stages of being away from the person I love. And it starts off with euphoria of like, I don't have to deal with a thing that you're trying to take away from me because you know it's exhausting. So I'll go through like days of just being like, holy shit, I can just do what I want to do. Yeah. I don't have to worry about his bullshit. That goes on. 
Then the next stage is I'm calling you like, hey, you said it was only going to be a couple of days. Are you coming back anytime soon? And then you do make excuses. You were like, well, I haven't, I have mail coming that I haven't checked. I'm like, you know, you can forward that, right? You're like, well, no, well, I have this to. This is what you're telling yourself. No, it's, it's, it's. It's not reality. It's just what you're telling yourself. And you're convincing yourself that to no, be mad. That's no, I'm, anger. You're first in the of all, second first, stage. First anger. of all, I don't agree with that. I then be- you bargain like, oh, we could go to this really nice place or we could mm. do this or this. No, I don't agree with that. I, I do think you make excuses when you should just be more real and telling me what I eventually realize on the fourth step, which is what you've been saying, is that I don't feel comfortable with where we are. Yeah. Rather rather than saying like, oh, I have to get my taillight fixed. But or it's I have also... To, you get your taillight fixed over here. You but know? it's also like, like, I just... We've hurt each other in the past. Yeah. You, for whatever reason, you can get over that and be cool, and I can't. I'm still affected by the ways you've hurt me and the ways i've hurt you yeah more particularly the ways i've hurt you so it's like to change these flaws about myself that it's like right sometimes seems not changeable or it seems like i keep going going and getting in the same cycle it just the next step is just sadness like extreme sadness i start just watching old videos of us and listening to like emo music and crying and just like oh my god he's not here he's not here and then i guess the fourth step is like trying to be like well you don't need a man fuck that shit i was just gonna say where's the stage where you get drunk and say you never fucking did anything for me you know if you didn't come into my life i'd be so much better that would be the fourth one (laughs) and then the fifth stage is just acceptance like look this is what it is and then the sixth stage is Mm -hmm. like he did this for a reason and then the seventh stage is learning what i learned from the time alone which is it's always something every time every time i go through all these stages and you've done this like six times now where you've just left and said i'll be back in a few days and you weren't for a long time and each time i'm like on the phone with my friends and like well it's like jump rope also pissed off it's also like double dutch of like you have a lot of things going on in your life with responsibilities and other families and uh work and stuff you're doing for yourself i don't want to jump in and screw up this schedule you have and that's what's so interesting about it is because every time like i call and i talk shit to my mom i talk shit you know i'm like he's fucking not here he's he said he's gonna be back in a few days and then a week or two later i'm like it's so good that he wasn't here here's the things that happened that are positive in my life that wouldn't have happened had he not been here but it's also i just like like I said, like I like being alone. Like, well, I, just, I know. Well, I don't. We're adapted. Exactly. We're adapted differently. I yeah. Just, but I've learned how to like being alone. And I've learned how to like being with someone. I know. But it just, it's very foreign to me. It's foreign to me to, you know, live with someone. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. I just don't think. I feel like it just, for whatever reason, I don't bring out, I want us to, and this is why we're doing the podcast, and maybe we can bring out the artistic and creative sides, because when we met, I said, that's what I want our relationship to be. You inspire me, I inspire you, I give you advice on how to make things better, you give advice, like, you do 
the parts I can't do and I do the parts you can't do and we combine and make this superpower, but that works sometimes and then other times it doesn't and we just bring out the worst it in each really other seems, and we just degrade it the really parts seems of each like other the only... where you wouldn't have been as comedically or artistically creative in the last month had I not been away from you. 100%. And the same thing with me. And it's like I learned that letting go is, you know, you can't, if you hold someone so much that you, whether you know it or not, are smothering that metaphorically speaking, it's like, I just got to let go. Like fate will make us together or apart. And I have such issues with control. It's like, I have to accept whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Like if you're going to meet someone and fucking have a synchronistic interest with them and play guitar and fall in love and then live a life with them like no going through your phone or texts or past messages or receipts or garbage is gonna stop that that's just gonna be fate so rather than trying to stop that i'm just trying to find my own way if like you know because as close as we met like we met like fate so if we separate it will be fate and as much as i try to control I want a marriage with you forever. I don't control that. I don't control if I'm going to be with you forever. And we know I have issues with that. So all I can do is just try to let go and just love. Because I love you and I'll always love you and I love forever. I'll always love you too. Like you can't be, you could say I want this in a relationship. You get it. And five years later you want something different. So then it's just the ebb and flow of life. And it's just learning to let go and just accept and just love everyone you come across. Don't lie to anyone. Don't be deceptive. Try not to be selfish or use people for your own needs. I, my intentions have remained consistent. If there's one thing about me, from the day you met me, my intentions have been consistent. My methods have changed, but my intentions have been consistent. Yeah. So That goes with everyone in every facet of my life. And that's not saying trust everyone's intentions. Yeah. You know, but if you have to trust your partner's intentions, because otherwise you don't have a relationship. And that's what I've been saying to you. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm here, because I trust you. I love you. A bit. You trust me a bit. Yeah. <laughs>